Hello and welcome to AMSSM Sports Medcast. Today's episode is part of an ongoing mini journal club series highlighting each of the top articles in sports and exercise medicine in 2021, as selected from this spring's annual meeting. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Schroeder, and I am joined today by Dr. Jill Sylvester, Assistant Professor in the Department of Orthopedics at UNC Chapel Hill. She serves as a member of the Top Article Subcommittee, the newest addition to the Education Committee. Jill, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are going to be discussing article number 11, which is entitled, Physical Inactivity is Associated with a high risk for severe COVID-19 outcomes. This is a retrospective observational study led by Dr. Bob Salas and was published in BJSM in October 2021. Jill, can you take us through this article in a PICO-based format? Sure. So this was a, a very interesting study. And so they examined patients over the age of 18 who had been diagnosed with covid where they had information on, on these patients' self-reported physical activity prior to, to contracting COVID. And what they did was they looked at what was their physical activity level, and they compared inactive, somewhat active, and regularly active adults. And they looked at what were their outcomes with COVID. Were they hospitalized? Did they require ICU admission? Or, or did these patients pass away? So what they found is that they had 48,440 patients who had their physical activity self-reported at least three times in the two years prior. And they said the somewhat active folks were exercising between 11 and 149 minutes. Your inactive were less than 10 minutes a week and your active group was more than 150 minutes a week. So meeting those ACSM guidelines. And what they found was that those who were inactive as compared to those who were regularly exercising were 2.26 times more likely to be hospitalized from COVID, uh, 1.75 times more likely to have an ICU admission, and two and a half times more likely to die from COVID. And so when you're looking at your somewhat active group against your regularly exercising group, they were also at higher risk of hospitalization, ICU admission, and death. The very interesting thing for me on this was that when they compared the completely inactive group versus the somewhat active, you still saw a benefit that somewhat active group was less likely to be hospitalized, have an ICU admission or die as compared to the inactive group. They also did a multivariable uh, logistic regression analysis where they looked at a bunch of confounders like BMI, age, CKD, history of an organ transplant, smoking status, et cetera. And when they looked at all these other risk factors, physical inactivity ended up being the number three risk for a more complex or, or adverse outcome with COVID behind age greater than 60 and history of an organ transplant. So my takeaways for this was that, you know, it's exercise as medicine. It's one more reason why we should be telling our patients to exercise because it does seem to be quite protective with this very large cohort of people. You know, it is a retrospective observational study and uh, relying on self-reported physical activity, but it had some pretty compelling results. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jill. Uh, I remember when this article first dropped well before the publishing date in BJSM. And it was very exciting to hear as at that time, there was so many unknowns with, with COVID-19. And this was another, uh, just a great study coming up with a, with a large study number 
showing the benefits of physical activity and how it can combat against some of these risk factors for COVID-19. Was there any limitations that you saw in this study? This is a retrospective and observational study. So um, with that type of study, you can't really assign a causation effect. You can just kind of look at trends and, and look at relationships. Patients enrolled in the study were self-reported on their physical activities, so you couldn't necessarily confirm how much people were exercising. But you know, overall, when you're looking at the number of people who were studied, you know, and the and the outcomes, the limitations of the study were pretty small in comparison to to the outcomes. Great. And how does this stay strong today as you counsel your patients? Personally, it's just another feather in the cap for me as of exercise as medicine. So when I'm talking to patients, you know, we talk about motion is lotion with osteoarthritis and talk about how it affects blood sugar levels or in pregnancy, how exercise lowers the risk of LGA or SGA babies. I mean, it's, it's just another point to emphasize to patients where you're trying to, to get buy-in about the importance of exercise. It's just another tool in the toolbox to say, hey, this is something we should be doing for a multitude of reasons. I would like to thank Dr. Jill Sylvester from the AMSSM Top Articles Subcommittee. Links to this article can be found in our podcast show notes. I'd also like to thank you, the listener. I hope you have found this time valuable. And if so, please like, subscribe, and leave a quality five-star review on your preferred listening platform. I hope you'll join us again soon for the next edition of the AMSSM Sports Medcast. The views expressed are theirs alone and do not represent the official policy or position of the AMSSM, UNC Chapel Hill, the U.S. Army, Department of Defense, or the U.S. government.